More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The left focuses on different things than we do in a big way. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. This is Buck in NYC. Solar today, Clay on vacation. We have different priorities, it seems. You will see that in a city like New York, where I'm currently doing the show, where I live, where I was born and raised, I know this town as well as anybody, and worked for the NYPD Intelligence Division for a little while, so worked in city government. I know this place quite well. And you have, yeah, I know they're going to always say, oh, you can, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, I was going to say spit and chew gum at the same time, but that wouldn't work, actually. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, And you can do more than one thing, sure, but focus matters. Resources, time, attention, that all matters a whole heck of a lot in life and government and everything. And so while we will have in New York debates over whether we should remove or they, the left, will force debates over whether we should remove a Thomas Jefferson statue because it makes people uncomfortable, including very outspoken about this, the mayor of New York City's wife and the worst mayor in, I think, maybe in American history. There might have been some mayor who you know did worse things, but for right now, I don't know. I think de Blasio is just the worst. He's at a level that is almost impossible to imagine anybody could have been worse than. So, okay, there are worse mayors in history, but he's the worst right now. The point being that they focus on things that don't really matter to day-to-day life of people, and we have crime surging out of control in a lot of cities, getting worse and worse all the time. And the left wants to look at the cosmetics of issues. They want to look at what is superficial, what makes them feel good. I'll get into some of the crime issues specifically. Philadelphia, 500 murders this year. Philadelphia is not that big of a city, folks. I mean, when you start to do the numbers on this uh, and and you extrapolate it out to what it would mean, I mean, Philadelphia is 1.5 million people. You'd have to go at least five times that. So that would be like New York City being at its all-time peak of over 2,000 murders. Just, Just to put the math in perspective here. 500 murders in Philadelphia 
is, mathematically speaking, New York City in the early 1990s, when it had over 2,200 and uh, 200 plus murders in 1992 or 1993, I think, was the biggest year for homicides. And of course, with that, all the other crimes that come along. But, you know, the, the left is training people all across the country not to focus on that. The Democrat Party, the Biden administration, they don't want to talk about that. No, they'd much rather discuss problems of a lack of wokeness. This is just one of these uh, man on the street interview things that. Sometimes conservatives will do to to show what college kids think. This one was pretty, uh, pretty worth hearing, I believe. Um, here's a, here's a student, her students rather, college kids being asked. Um, it's campus reform. Thank you. I wanted to make sure we give them the hat tip. Here's campus reform asking: Should we rename? It is Black Friday today. Should we rename Black Friday? I don't like the name Black Friday. I never really have since I was small. I'm cool with changing it. Would you support such a change? I never saw it that way, but if, like, enough people think that it should be that way, then, like, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, I think it's definitely a valid opinion. I kind of agree that the name should be changed just because, yeah, Black Friday sounds offensive. What if I told you that the term Black Friday has nothing to do with race? When stores are in the red, it's said that they're not making any profits. So a lot of stores say that they're in the red before the day after Thanksgiving. And once Black Friday hits, they're in the black. Should we still change it? No, I think nobody should overanalyze it. If it's not about skin color, then I don't see that there's a problem. If you, like, you know, want to just rename it to, like, spare the feelings, like, that's not helpful. Knowing really what it does mean, it just kind of makes me think, like, okay, this isn't something that's actually offensive. So people getting offended by it seems a little, I don't want to call it stupid, but, like, a little dumb. A lot of leftism is driven by things being a little dumb, people being a little dumb, not understanding the uh, the history, the history of Things of words, of places, of people, but the propaganda organs of the left. This is why I keep saying wokeness going crazy all across America isn't something that we should sit here and and celebrate as. See, they're nuts. Look at how far they've been able to go. Look at what they've been able to achieve. And if you think that CRT is only in blue states in the school system, it's not true. I have friends who this is what they do. This is what they uh, this is what they handle. CRT. They look at this issue all the time. And sure enough, sure enough, there's plenty of CRT in Red Schools. It's all over the country. It's all over the place. This leftist madness. They have seized control of the most important media platforms of social media. They are in control of the Internet, largely. They still have 95 percent of so-called national media journalists completely not just on their team they're activists i mean they're actively seeking to pursue certain ends and yeah they've said things like you know men can get pregnant and we say see they've lost their minds yeah but look at how far they've gotten with their crazy we got a lot of work to do here folks sure the tide is turning but it's like they just fumbled on our 10-yard line. Okay, now we have to march upfield in the other direction. This isn't a moment to say, aha, look how dumb they are. I've also got to tell you, it's not that they necessarily repudiate the philosophy they have around all these issues. It's not that they recognize that they're wrong on a moral or ethical level. It's about what works for them. It's about, does this help their power or not? That's why even when we've had, uh, we've played some 
sound bites from Bill Maher from his show in the past. And he'll say the left is and he has some pretty good monologues on how the left is crazy and they go woke. Yeah, but one of his major arguments is really about the utility of this. And how it looks so dumb that you can't have a Joe Biden, you can't have these Democrats coming forward pretending like their party isn't insane if they're this crazy. You know, it's not, oh, we need to look at what we're really saying and reevaluate some of our core beliefs as leftists, as Marxists in America. That's not what they're saying. They're saying this does this isn't a, this isn't a good look for us because we need to fool that middle five, 10 or 15 percent of the country. We need to fool them into thinking we're not the crazy Democrat Party that we are. Don't you see? So I have a very different view on this than a lot of other people. I'm not sitting here saying, ha ha. Yeah, of course, they, they say stupid things and they're absurd and they are frauds and they're hypocrites and they talk about climate change. Oh, my gosh. And then they go and buy waterfront mansions all over the place and they fly in their private jets to their climate change conferences. Yeah. But you see, it's not that they feel badly for propagating lunacy. It's that they're being caught. There's a difference. It's that people are seeing this and saying, whoa, hold on a second. Enough people. You'll never get everybody to see reality. I mean, look at what's going on right now with the Kyle, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict aftermath. There are still people who say, yeah, but he's still a racist and a bad person and should, should have gone to prison. Important people in the media say this. You say, how could anyone who understands the most basic, the most rudimentary things about self-defense as a matter of law and a matter of ethics See the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and think anything other than Kyle Rittenhouse was absolutely not guilty beyond that. He was innocent of any wrongdoing. It is clear he did nothing wrong. Some people you can never convince of anything. You can't convince them that there's something really off-putting about these thief mobs that gather together. Coordinated, organized, stealing $100,000 of stuff in one fell swoop sometimes, right? There's something going on. This is not something you've seen all over the country for decades and decades. There's something new about this. There's a new mentality. There's a new sense of what people can get away with when it comes to breaking the law. Oh, but the left says, no, they say that can't be the case. It's just property. It's just property. We'll come back to this in a second. A, a celebrity who does get into it with uh, with people, and this is, I look, I think, Oh, these Hollywood celebrities, they're so dumb and they're such overpaid, pampered babies. And it's really it's frustrating to even spend any time, but they have big followings. And so they pollute the minds of people who think because they are good at, you know, writing jokes about taking bong rips and, you know, potty humor that you should listen to them about whether, you know, we have a First Amendment in this country that's protected by big tech and whether we should reform Section 230. They got ideas on everything. Even though they're not very bright or well-informed, they're very rich, very influential. So one of them had a really revealing exchange over the weekend. Uh, it is a fellow named Seth Rogen, who has basically played the same pudgy stoner in every movie he's ever been in, but has made millions and millions of dollars doing it. Uh, he had some thoughts on crime in L.A. I, I had a little experience I'll share with you, too. We come back. And then the second hour, we'll get more into Waukesha. I'm not forgetting about Waukesha. I'm not letting this just slip out of the headlines I'm not letting them get away with what they wanted to do very obviously all along, which is to make this disappear as a story. 
make this something that people vaguely remember, because the narrative must be that the real threat in this country, and they write articles about this, the real threat are the white supremacist terrorists who are looking to overthrow the government at any moment and will kill you in your own front yard for no reason. That's what the national media wants people to believe. Really? We'll get into more of that in a moment. Today's Black Friday, so I want you to celebrate softness season with the help of Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. When you start your day wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Shop their Black Friday sale today and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself, with Tommy John men's and women's loungewear. 16 million pairs sold. I mean, that says a lot, right? This is a brand that focuses on comfort. As I am talking to you right now, I'm wearing my Tommy John t-shirt. It is so comfy. You're going to love it. Can't buy enough of this stuff. This holiday, make everyone in your family that much more comfortable with the gift of Tommy John loungewear, underwear, and bras. Plus, it's all backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. During Tommy John's Black Friday sale, get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash buck. That's 20, uh, 20% off plus free shipping for a limited time only at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Go right now to TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's GovGovX.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart, and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck and NYC, solo at the helm today of the EIB, as Clay is off on vacation, back with us on Monday. Thanks for staying here with me, and uh, please uh, be sure to uh, check out the Buck Sexton podcast whenever you get a chance, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's every morning, Monday through Friday. I put one out today. So we have now a moment where we see exactly how the propaganda gets made by the Democrat apparatus. We're seeing it right now. I mean, it's, it's happening day in and day out. There was right after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And that certainly would be an indicator, right? That seems to be timing worth noting. When you talk about things like motive, these, this all matters. State of mind, timing. You ever watch a trial? They'll ask all kinds of questions about this. Why did you do the thing you did? And in Waukesha, we had a mass murder, a mass casualty attack. It was an attack. And they're already in real time, Soviet style, trying to rewrite the history of it in such a way that you think very differently about it. You may not even know that this is happening. Here you go. The New York Times, one of the worst Marxist, uh, commie, apologist garbage heaps you could find anywhere in America. Uh, They're awful and dishonest in their reporting on a regular basis, and they would have gone out of business were it not for a. Uh, foreign billionaire injecting them with cash. But anyway, everything went black. The children caught in a Christmas parade tragedy is the headline. A child died on Tuesday and scores of other children were injured when an SUV barreled through the parade on Sunday in Waukesha, Wisconsin. When an SUV barreled through the parade? Was anyone driving that SUV? Was there any intention behind the zigzagging the SUV engaged in to crush and murder and maim more people? Can you imagine if there was a mass shooting anywhere in this country of, and I I believe entirely in this case, all the victims were, uh, I believe they're white, that may not be the case. I think all of them were, though. Uh, But I I may be wrong about that, I have to check on that. But imagine, just for the purposes of of our discussion, that all of the victims were minorities, right? And that there was a white shooter. And the story headline was, a gun started going off and hitting people in a tragedy. People would rightly think that was horrific and lose their minds about the dishonesty. How different is that from what the New York Times is doing right here? An SUV barreled through. Barreled through why? Who? For what purpose? 
caught in a Christmas parade tragedy? No, my friends, they were caught in a mass murder by a man, a black man who had said repeatedly on social media he wanted to hurt and take down and attack white people. Now, that is, these are the facts as we have them currently. Those are the facts as laid out by his social media posts, by the police, by what we have. And we've had nothing about motive. Is it possible for there to be a hate crime or a domestic terror attack against white people? As a matter of law, the answer is yes. But politically, is that something that Democrats accept? I will tell you, if you speak to leftists, as I do frequently, believe it or not, if you speak to a leftist and say, is anti-white racism even possible in America? They will tell you no. No. In fact, there are some on the left who are, I'm talking, I'm talking about intellect, so-called intellectuals and, you know, people of public note who will tell you that, in fact, any racism that doesn't even involve white individuals or it doesn't involve whiteness, white supremacy or any of that, so let's say anti-Asian racism from a member of the black community, let's just say, or the Latino community, or whatever. It all comes at white supremacy is the cause of all the oppression that intersectionality deals with. It's dizzying. It's incoherent. Doesn't even make sense. That is the belief of the left. They'll tell you there's no such thing as anti-white racism or an anti-white terror attack. And yet, as a matter of law, that is quite clearly possible. And if you look at this, I know they want us to forget about what the likely motive is here, but all the indicators are, the analysis of this would be, this was a hate crime attack by an individual who maybe he snapped or whatever. There are many factors we could talk about, but he was angry. Was he angry specifically in response to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict? That we don't know yet. It is plausible. I think we'll find out, and we'll find out in time. We're not going to find out right away because they don't want you to. Why? They want you to forget about Waukesha. I say no. I say we get the answers. We get to the truth. All right, team, we're going to be getting into the latest on the Omicron variant. Does it mean more travel restrictions? Could we even have travel restrictions here in the U.S.? Could there be lockdowns coming in places around the world and maybe here at home? We'll address all of that with Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, in just a few. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome into the third hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Buck here solo in NYC today. Thanks for spending your Black Friday with me. If you've been here, if you're just joining, welcome. We have breaking news for you. This is not a quiet news day at all, friends. Dow getting crushed down 900 points today. Stock market showing the economic worries people have right now. The travel industry on edge because the breaking news I have for you in just the last few minutes. The U.S. is banning some travel from uh, South Africa and seven other countries as of Monday. That's right. Travel bans under Biden going back into effect here after a long, long. Remember, we had travel bans under Trump. Now we have U.S. to restrict travel from South Africa and seven other countries starting on Monday. We've got someone who can certainly shed some light on what's going on here with all this. This is all in response to the Omicron variant of COVID-19 that has many people very concerned. Alex Berenson is with us now. Please subscribe to his Substack for his research 
on COVID-19 and also Pandemia. His book is out soon. Alex, thanks for being here. Yes, Buck. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Let me quickly mention Pandemia because I know we're going to get to all this stuff. And before we know, Go for it's it. going to come up. Um, so Pandemia will be out Tuesday. I, kn- I know we're supposed to talk about it with, uh, we, you know, you and Claire are both required to talk about it to me next week. Um, but uh, but it's going to be out Tuesday. You can actually download the Audible uh, audiobook now, uh, and you can get it on Amazon for delivery Tuesday. If yeah, and and so far, I think it'll be interesting to people, even if you followed this pretty closely. I think it hopefully puts it all in context, um, and uh, and sort of gives you an idea of where we are right now. So that's pandemia, but uh, but yeah, we've got lots to talk about. Yeah, so, all right. Let, let's start with the breaking news, Alex. I mean, we haven't even had a chance to to coordinate or say anything to each other about this. Uh, because it just came up the last few minutes. Travel ban from eight nations. A U.S. travel ban. There's also, yeah. I think, a couple dozen other countries Europe, that have traveled. Europeans, yep. Yeah, European countries that have a travel ban about South Africa and some other places. I mean, first of all, what's going What do they think this is going to do? What's going on here? I mean, this people are going to be saying, what the heck? Okay, so so this is very interesting. And there's two possibilities. Possibility one is this is this is actually you know this is actually dangerous right this is a, and 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 I would say um, you know based on what they're saying there are a lot of mutations here it clearly can be um, uh, given to and transmitted from vaccinated people we already know that about this strain um, and if you look at the case count in South Africa it's interesting because you know case counts typically spike pretty quickly with coronavirus. This is a sort of whole new level of speed. It looks like a wall. That's how vertical the case count has been in the last week. Um, you know, it doesn't look like a mountain. It looks like a wall, like straight up and down. And so, you know, so, so there may be real concern about this. At the same time, what I would say is I don't think they have any idea whether or not um, this is actually more dangerous to people. You know, they, none of the variants have really proven more dangerous. They've proven, you know, the Delta variant is more transmissible, but there's not really that much evidence in the end that it's actually more dangerous to the people who get it. There's a back and forth about this. If it is more dangerous, it's marginally more dangerous. And I would also say there's no evidence that vaccinating people uh, against this new variant will do them any good, um, you know, as, as compared to, uh, you know, vaccinating them against earlier variants. So, so in other words, we already know vaccine efficacy has waned um, in general, and that's why they're pushing these boosters. Um, and with this variant, which has so many different, uh, you know, different uh, changes in its genome and looks different when, you know, when they model it, it may even be, a vaccination may even be less useful. And so the cynic in me says, this is just an effort to sort of try to panic people to get, you know, it's another way to try to get people vaccinated when vaccinations are clearly stalled all over the United States where people don't want the booster, where there's increasing resistance to the mandate. What are we going to do? We're going to talk up this new variant and scare people. That, you know, so that's one possibility. The other possibility is that there is actually something to be frightened of. I don't think we know yet. Um, I think either possibility is bad, though, honestly, because either, once again, we can't trust the public health authorities or they're telling us something we should really be scared of. We're speaking to Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, which comes out on Tuesday, his book on this pandemic. I already have my copy and I'm reading it this weekend, folks. Alex, I got to also ask here, what is the plan? We I, I played Fauci audio earlier in the show today where he says, we don't know how long the boosters are going to last. And so if we got to get them for years, and that was his word, years, that's what we're going to do. We also have people now, you know, the pandemic of the unvaccinated became a very sort of moralizing line here from people where it wasn't just please get the vaccine. It was you're a bad person if you don't, because you're going to then you know create all these variants to this. I just want to say, 
well, is the plan really to get everyone around the world, not only vaccinated, and I mean everybody, but to get them vaccinated in perpetuity in a schedule that would stop the variants? Because that seems completely impossible. What is the plan? You've got me what the plan is. I mean, before this this thing today, and I don't want to say this nonsense because this does appear to be a real variant, I, you know, and you know, we've been talking for months and I've said to you, there's going to be a spike in cases in the, you know, in the fall and the winter in the U.S. Look at what's happening in Europe. It's going to happen here. All these people who are telling you that, you know, this is over are wrong. Um, you know, I, and I think, you know, you can probably find those clips of me saying that to you. Um, you know, that I don't like to make predictions, but that one seemed pretty clear. I was actually starting to look, trying to look past the winter and saying to myself, is it possible that both medically and politically things will look better in three or four months. And the reason is not because of the vaccines, because the vaccines are clearly, you know, at best, a stopgap at best, um, and probably even less than that. Uh, but because of the, you know, th- this new drug, um, which has sort of very promising results in this clinical trial uh, that Pfizer conducted, and then combine that with, as you say, I think people are just, they're sick of it, okay? They're sick of all of it, and they don't want boosters. You know, there may be a small fraction of older people who are sort of happy enough to line up for this over and over again, but I think most working-age people, much less parents thinking about their kids, are not going to want to get boosters every three or four or five months. They're going to think it's insane. And so my feeling was, okay, we're going to have these therapeutics, um, these drugs that are going to help attack the virus directly, and at the same time, the Supreme Court is likely to strike down this mandate. Um, it will it will expire or, you know, will be struck down without ever even taking effect. And ultimately, the Democrats are going to have to just basically declare victory and go home. And, you know, that will happen at some point in the winter or the spring. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's not what's happening in Europe. In Europe, they are talking, you know, about going back into lockdown. They are talking about vaccine mandates um, that would include a third dose that you will be considered unvaccinated if you if you don't get a booster shot. Um, and uh, and so and, you know, the, the Democrats are more like like Wait, can, can I jump in, Alex? There's something important here because yeah. Fauci said this before. Again, do we even know how long the boosters? I mean, we're assuming the boosters give you like another six months. Do we know that that's true? No, we don't know that's true. I mean, in Israel, they have knocked cases down to close to zero, but that's over three months. Okay, so they started in August, and the Israelis said a couple of days ago, we're worried that the boosters are waning. Um, we're starting to see a slight uptick in, in, in infections. And again, this is only three months, and they may have some data showing that, you know, we've seen some people now who've gotten a third dose um, uh, who, you know, who are having problems again. Here's the other thing I'll say about the boosters. And I think this has sort of gone, you know, unremarked. Okay. There is not a single piece of clinical trial data in the world showing a three dose regimen versus a placebo. So in other words, the initial tests were of people getting two doses and, and then some people got a placebo. They got nothing. Then the companies went on and they took, they took the people who had gotten two doses and they gave some of them a placebo and some of them a third dose. They never tested this in any trials the way it's being used right now. And when the public health authorities say, oh, we, no, they're starting to lie about this too. They're starting to say, you know, there are other drugs, there are other vaccines where you need a booster. This was just what we always expected. We just didn't say it at the time. That is a total lie. And they, they have never even tested this 
in the most basic way. So, yeah, the idea that they're they're doing this and they're not even promising the smarter ones that they're not going to ask you to do it again in four to six months is insane. Speaking of Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, which comes out next week. So what, what do they really think is supposed to happen? I mean, what is what is Fauci's next move? Because it seems to me like now they're sitting around, they're going to have to tell everybody we it, it's just a matter of time before. You're not fully vaccinated until you right now. He says you're technically considered fully vaccinated. until you get a booster. They're going to change that to everyone's going to have to get a booster. I mean, I'm somebody who, for example, I'm not getting a booster. Right. <laughs> like there's right. there are That's people out there just like, ah, right? sorry. Like I've, I've had I've had enough of this personally and and I'm not going to do it. So about then again, you know, I, I encourage my parents to and they went because they're at higher risk because of their age. So they went and got the boosters yep. and I, I told them to. I think that's fine. But what's the what's the plan? I mean, they want kids to get the shot now. And they don't even know if this if they keep talking about evading immunity, Alex, with this new Omicron. I see that that phrase all over the place. They're concerned about evading immunity. So then what are we doing? Then what are we doing? That's a good question. Why? Why would we encourage people to get boosted against um, a variant that that, you know, the booster and the vaccines don't work very well against? And I don't know the answer to that. I you know, I it, I'm increasingly troubled by all of this. It seems to be completely uh, off the rails. And, and I, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe that they've just sort of gotten themselves into a position that they don't know how to get themselves out of. Um, but, but, you know, it is the decisions they're making are just inexplicable. Um, and, and, you know, and there's a lot of people like you, right? There's people like me who have not gotten vaccinated, who are not going to get vaccinated. And I think there's a lot more people like you who say, you know, I did this, I tried it, they said we would get back to normal and nothing has changed. And people are still dying from SARS-CoV-2 and infections are still rocketing around. And now there's a new travel ban. I am not putting my body at risk again for this. I've done my part. Well, what and, is the what is the um, best data, Alex? Into, we, can't, we, we hear less about breakthrough infection now. Um, yeah. And, you know, what do we know about? I mean, they're telling you to get boosters. Because clearly the protectiveness wanes. It's like you're not allowed to talk about this, though, right? Like, well, how much does it wane? I mean, what is it? Do we have any real sense of if you got the shot in April, what? How protected are you now from from just infection, not from hospitalization or death? We know that that seems to be better. Um, I, I think you're you have zero uh, protection. That's zero protection at this point from infection and transmission after six months six, seven months. That's what it looks like. There's data from Sweden on that. There's data from Israel on that. There's data from the UK on that. It all points the same way. So so um, they'll have to eventually, or they might eventually have to admit then that even if it's just, look, if it were 20 or 30% protection, I think a lot of people would say, uh, that is miles and miles away from what we were told when we were told we had to get this. And wasn't the point of, it seems like getting the those who are not at high risk vaccinated, there's only two benefits of it, right? The, the, the not high risk population. It would be yep. stopping the spread and then if you get everyone vaccinated, maybe you stop variants because you stamp out the whole virus. The second one, every person I've talked to says is completely impossible on a global scale and, and just insane. But the first yeah. one now, it even seems like, how is that, how is that supposed well, there, to be? I mean, Why should a 25-year-old get the shot if they can still get it and spread it? I, uh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, you can make the argument, and they tried to scare people with this about Delta, you know, younger, healthy people are getting sick and dying from this in a way they weren't before. But the truth is you don't actually see that in the data. Um, maybe people in their 50s and 60s, uh, you know, who are sort of on the margins, again, even if they have zero protection from infection and transmission, um, they're somewhat more protected against severe outcome. And here's what I would also say about that. We don't even know how long that 
last book. We don't because we haven't been doing this that long. And there's considerable evidence. There's a good paper out of Sweden, again, showing that, that uh, you know, protection against severe disease and death declines pretty fast post six months. So, uh, you know, uh, they what we know about the booster in general is that it increases your antibodies. OK, it's not clear how long, you know, so you get your antibodies popped up, you are temporarily um, protected again. But to be really protected over the long term, the way natural immunity protects you, you need to have T and B cell immunity. Okay, your 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 immune system actually has to go through some long term changes that that help it respond to this virus if you see it again five or ten years later. And there's no evidence that even a you know a third dose, a fourth dose, a fifth dose does any of that. So, and anybody who says otherwise is lying. Um, you know, also, Alex, you know, I know we, we got to go. We, yeah, we, we got to have you back on Tuesday when the book's up. But go r- r- real quick. 20 seconds. Real quick. You know, somebody said to me, a really smart infectious disease guy, in every case, and not just for coronavirus, immunity generated by natural infection is better than vaccination. And that's what we're seeing with this, too. Alex Barron's in the book is Pandemia. Alex, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> thanks, Buck. If there's a time to have a layer of privacy between you and big tech, it's right now. The holiday season is a time when so many of us are online shopping for one thing or another. And in the process, we're accessing free Wi-Fi sites more often. We're searching and shopping that much more. And no one needs to know your business, least of all the big tech companies. Or for that matter, a cyber hacker parked on a free Wi-Fi site just waiting for you to log on. That layer of privacy and protection that you need comes from ExpressVPN. They provide you with a virtual private network, a way in which you can anonymize yourself while you're online. No one can see that it's you online, and no one can see what you're looking after. Secure your online data today by visiting ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash buck. Again, expressvpn.com slash buck. You can get an extra three months of protection free. Just go to expressvpn.com slash buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve today more than ever we're all looking for ways to save especially on medical bills but where do you start unless you're a medical bill expert finding savings can seem impossible and who has the time HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Biden travel restrictions going into effect on Monday. From South Africa and seven other nations, eight nations total, their focus is on South Africa because that seems to be where a lot of the new Omicron variant of COVID has been found so far. But it's already spread. It's already in other countries. They don't know. They don't know, folks. We're we're getting back to the what do they know, what do they not know territory here. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck show. Oh, man, it is... A rough day for those of us who are sitting around hoping that we're going to be in a much better place as a country, as as a world going into this winter time. Is this Omicron variant much more transmissible? That's the likely situation. Hopefully not much more dangerous or transmissible, but transmissibility is usually the area, uh, the more likely area to be concerned about when it comes to these sorts of mutations, according to the, whatever I read from the expert consensus out there which as you know is constantly shifting anyway uh we'll continue to follow this and obviously be talking about it more on monday but right now they're saying does it how good are the vaccines against this we're going to come up with maybe a a new version of the booster who they don't know they don't know there's a lot that's up in the air but the market's reacting very negatively to it and you've already got travel restrictions that are going into place in many countries, dozens of countries now, and that's not going to work. It's not going to work. So I, I'm at the point now where I'm just going to start asking, so what exactly is the plan? The plan is to kind of mask, kind of distance, get boosters every six months, maybe every three months, uh, forever. And so does that is that really what they expect us to do? I think increasingly we see the answers, yeah. 
They just want to be telling you what to do. And as you look at it, more people died this year than last year from COVID in the U.S. Biden was telling us 100 days of masking was going to get this under control. 100 days of masking. Where's the fact check on that? Fauci was telling us to Lysol our groceries in 2020. And remember double masking? Whatever happened to all the double? You never hear about that anymore. The science is better on double masking. More droplets caught in the mesh. I don't think so. I don't think so. Or or maybe, I don't know, where is it? Show me the science. Where is this super super efficacy of double mask? Or, or they were saying N95 masks do work better. See, that's real. That is actual science. Do work better than a cloth mask, but they're not calling for any- they just keep changing and changing because they don't know how to stop this thing. If they did and they didn't tell us, that's a whole other problem. Uh, I'm still wondering, what is the plan? Because if the plan is this, we're all just waiting around and hoping, essentially. And we're going to get a lot of abuse and a lot of authoritarianism and vaccine mandates and all these things while cases just keep going up. And that's what we're heading for this winter. So uh, Seth Rogen, not to be confused with Joe, uh, Seth Rogen is a uh, a marginally, formerly entertaining comedian uh, who got into a back and forth with Casey Neistat, who's a YouTuber. I don't know Casey Neistat. Heard he's a nice guy, for whatever that's worth. Heard he's a nice dude. Uh, he was His company was acquired by CNN some years ago for $25 million, so that sounds like fun. And then he left CNN quickly because CNN's full of lunatics. And uh, Seth Rogen got into a back and forth with him online because Casey Neistat's uh, car, Casey Nice, that's uh, Canadian, he's my age, 39, and his car had been broken into and burglarized in Los Angeles. And he said uh, he got robbed and he compared L.A. to a crime-riddled third-world blank hole. And Rogan replied, dude, I've lived here for over 20 years, you're nuts. It's called living in a big city. And he said, you can be mad, but I guess I don't personally view my car as an extension of myself, and I've never felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into. 15 times? Now, I, maybe, you know, maybe he was exaggerating, I've, but that seems 15 times his car is broken into, and he thinks that's fine? He thinks that's normal? I, you know, this, this, is, this is going, though, to the mentality that the, the left now, because their ideas about crime are so stupid because their whininess about social justice and we can't have the cops doing their jobs is so absurd that now increasingly they embrace an idea that what's the big deal? It's just your house. Let them steal some stuff. You know, let them steal some stuff. They, they need it more than you do. Yes. This is what they think. This is where the left goes. It's just property. Property isn't a big deal. Let them take it. They need it. Wasn't an AOC who a while back basically referred to some of these big thefts going on in stores as like a redistribution, you know, redistribution of wealth. Maybe they needed to buy food. Oh, yeah, that's right. People go steal $15,000 handbags as part of a thief mob because they're star. They pull up in like luxury vehicles and then they steal $15,000 handbags because they're starving. Sure. In America today, that's really happening. The left is insane on these issues. And this just goes to show you, here's another guy. Now, Seth Rogen's not very smart, but he's wealthy. He's influential. He's clearly kind of a nasty fellow, too, if you see his Twitter. And he's saying, yeah, so your car gets broken in 15 times. Big deal. Accept it, man. Accept a society where some people make excuses and break the law and it's okay. And where the state 
will hold you accountable. I mean, you know, sure, you want to break into someone's home, you want to steal while they're there, you want to do a home invasion, a burglary, you want to, you know, steal their car. I mean, hell, if you listen to the prosecutors in in Kenosha against Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, the mob wants to beat the crap out of you. You got to take it. You got to take it. That's the cost of being in America today, folks. That's what the left wants you to believe. No accountability, no responsibility, whatever criminals want to do to you, because they probably have a good reason for it. It's been really hard for them. And if you're wondering, you know, how does this, uh, what does this feel like? I actually just, over the weekend, I have my brothers, my two brothers have birthdays pretty close to each other, so we were out uh, celebrating. And now this is, I trust all of you, you know, we're just, we're friends here. There's only, you know, it feels like I'm talking at my own kitchen table. Now, yeah, there's a, there's a few million of you, but it's like I'm talking to my friend. Because I am. So I'm just going to tell you this like a friend. I had a habit of driving around the city on an electric scooter. I know. I know this may be a surprise. You may be saying, Buck, what the heck is going on? We need to have a red state intervention. Need to bring you out. Have you shoot some guns. Eat some steak. Do some man stuff. But I've been rolling around on this electric scooter. It's very, it's super fun. I know it's dorky. And it's not a green energy thing, okay? It's just a convenience and they're fun. I mean, I go... Very fast, because otherwise in New York, you just sit in traffic, and I have to move around Midtown a lot. So I take this scooter, uh, and I had it for about six months, and I mean, I've put put a lot of miles on it, you know? Things not exactly street legal. Um, but no, it's it's very dorky. And I, I took it to, uh, I, I had a little, you know, like a bike lock, a very standard thing, a bike lock for it, and I locked it up on Friday, and I was at dinner with my brothers and my sister for about an hour and uh, 15 minutes. It wasn't a very long dinner. Walk outside. This is on one of the most crowded streets in New York City. There is an actual... I'm going to have to go. The hotel wouldn't give me access to the footage, so I'm going to have to go, I guess, file a police report. You know, I don't know. Oh, gosh. They have a video camera right over the spot. So somebody, you know, you'd think maybe the criminal would pay attention to this. When it broke off the lock, stole it right in front of the video camera, could care less, rolled off on my scooter, you know? Made made his getaway on the on the item that he stole from me, you know. Um, so I remember I walked out there, thought, oh, of course, of course, this is this is De Blasio's New York right now, and I haven't gone yet. I'll probably talk to the police about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm fifty fifty on it. I have to sit there. It might be interesting to tell all of you about it. Uh, just what what it's like to try to file a. Yeah, they're all saying yeah, they're all nodding their heads. File a, you know, someone stole something from me. It's worth about three hundred dollars. It's not an insignificant item. Um, three hundred dollar scooter from me. There are some of them that cost like nine hundred bucks or even more. But this was a, I kind of a little cheap one. Uh, you know, entry level before I get up to the big stuff. You know what I mean? Get some uh, nitrous on there. Put some flames on the side of my scooter. You know, a little vroom vroom action, ladies and gentlemen. Make that thing. Make that. That scooter purr like a kitten, roar like a lion. Anyway, so I, I, I probably will go and, and fill out this thing and I'll see. What, but I, here's what I know is going to happen. The cops are going to look at me like, and we have video. I, almost certainly I, I went and checked and I asked and they said, yeah, that would. I explained this was outside on the street right in front of a hotel. They have a camera right out there on the spot. So we have video of the whole thing. I'm, I'm willing to bet the guy probably didn't even put up, a, you know, put a mask on or maybe that's the thing about masks. They're, we're all wearing masks these days. But even if they have clear video, they're going to be like, eh, do you know how many thefts occur in this city every day now? You know how much stuff people are stealing? I can't even go into the drugstore on my corner without getting, I mean, I, I can't get shampoo 
without it being under lock and key. And I said, guys, this is crazy. I said, yeah, they steal it. They steal it. I mean, what do you want me to say? You know, this is what the, the store clerks, I'm not mad at them, but it's just so crazy. Every place I want to go in the store to get it. This is my own neighborhood. I live in midtown Manhattan. I live in the most heavily trafficked part of all of New York City. And outside of it, and I was right outside of the restaurant, too. I mean, I could have seen it from, well, we were a little far from the window, but otherwise I would have been able to even see what was going on. Someone just came, saw it, realized that there was a you know a lock on it that wasn't that substantial and just decided to, you know, steal it. One hour. I mean, I almost want to run an experiment now and see how quickly if you set up in de Blasio's New York, bikes, bicycles get stolen here all the time. If you have a nice bicycle there, you know. And I wonder how quickly it would be stolen and how many times you could go through this experiment. And here's why. Because whether you're in New York or Chicago or San Francisco or Houston or go down the list, Democrat-controlled cities, they have convinced the population that stealing is not that big a deal. People shouldn't be that severely punished for it. And if you have a problem with that, you know, something's wrong with you. Where's your desire for social justice? You say, well, hold on. Can't we all just be held accountable to the law? Can't we all just be expected to act like responsible people that don't steal? But, oh, the left. The left has a very different view of this. A very different view indeed. So, yep. It's the first time I've ever had, uh, knock on wood, ever had anything stolen in that way in New York City. So it's kind of a reminder of what, you know, it's fine. It's wintertime. I wasn't going to be on the scooter that much anyway. But uh, what's not fine is that I'm pretty sure the cops won't care at all. And by the way, what are they going to do, right? They're going to go find this. I'm assuming it's a guy. They're going to go find this guy. It could be a woman. Unlikely. Anyway, life in a big city. They break into your car 15 times. They steal your scooter. They break into your house. They're just stealing all your stuff. What's the big deal, the libs say? Oh, I think it's a very big deal. Mike Lindell is a great American, a patriot, an entrepreneur. He is the inventor of my pillow. And thanks to him, I've got my pillows on my bed right now. I've also got Giza Dream sheets. I've got the My Slippers. I've got the My Pillow mattress topper. And I dry off every morning and every night when I shower with my towels. For a limited time, Mike is offering his My Pillows. Yes, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard My Pillow for 19.98, originally 69.98. That's a $50 savings with promo code Clay and Buck. The King Pillow is only $10 more. Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, enter promo code Clay and Buck. Or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. Again, use that promo code Clay and Buck when you go to MyPillow.com or call 800-792-3269. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.